welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm not Josh Baldwin, but I'm filling in for Josh Baldwin in this conversation where we are going to talk about our last series of the semester. And I have James Meehan here with me to go through what that series is going to look like and how we as Switch Leaders can be ready for all the things that are coming. So James, how are you today? And also, what is this last series going to be about to get us off? First of all, I am doing wonderful. Second of all, I miss Josh Baldwin. Third of all, that's not a shot against you. You're awesome, Caitlin. But there's wow, thank there's you. only there's only one Josh Baldwin, and I miss him dearly. Fourth of all, in response to the question you asked about the series, what difference do I make? That is how we are closing out this semester-long journey we've been going on with our students to walk them step-by-step step through the process of becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. Now, let's be super clear on the front end. I know that at the end of this semester, that doesn't mean every single one of our students is a entirely, totally, fully devoted follower of Christ. But I think we've done a really good job of walking our students through a lot of the really big ideas and fundamental disciplines and key truths so that they can have a strong foundation as they continue on this journey of becoming more like Jesus for the sake of others. So this series that we are closing out with is titled, What Difference Do I Make? Now you'll notice that each of the three series this semester are three big, basic, very broad, all-encompassing questions. And that's really intentional because those are three of the questions that young people specifically, but honestly, humans in general, have been wrestling with from the beginning of time. Questions about who God is, questions about who we are, and questions about whether or not we have a purpose, whether or not our lives really matter, if there is a difference that we are meant to make. And that's why we've been walking our students through this journey, starting with what we believe are the most foundational ideas, the truth of who God is, because really what we believe determines how we think, which sure shapes what we say and results in the life that we live. It all starts with what we believe. And that's why what we believe matters so much. And I would suggest that the deepest and most influential beliefs we have are beliefs about God. That's why we started off by helping our students have beliefs about God that are true, that are good, that are rooted in the scriptures. Then we moved from what we believe about God to what we believe about ourselves. Because really, if we have wrong beliefs about ourselves, then that makes it really, really difficult to live in accordance with who God has made us to be. And that's what the second series, Who Am I, was all about. And that has been building and slowly preparing our students for this series of what difference do I make? Oftentimes, we can rush to the what difference do I make without accurately Mm. assessing what we believe about God and what we believe about ourselves. And then every step of the way, we've been introducing these key spiritual practices, starting with silence and solitude in the first series, then moving to scripture memorization. And then in this last series, we're going to talk to our students about developing a habit of prayer because we believe that prayer is actually the like foundational discipline in our efforts to make a difference. It's been said by people way smarter than me that if what we're attempting to do isn't born in prayer, it will be birthed from pride. 
And when we come to God in prayer, what we're doing is we're reminding ourselves that ultimately he's the one that's in charge and we get to partner with him in what he's already doing. And so this last series, what difference do I make? We're going to follow the format of our previous series, walking step Mm -hmm. by step with our students through some big questions about their purpose, about their calling, and about the incredible things that God has invited us to be a part of and the practical steps we can take to make the most of those opportunities. Yep, that's good. So you you mentioned something that there's this temptation that exists in us to skip over some of these steps right. and jump right into answering these big questions of purpose and calling. Um, and I've seen that in some of my students. I lead a high school small group and the questions that they are asking is, how the heck do I know what I'm supposed to do with my life? And so what <laughs> some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in this series is going to start to address some of those questions. But something that we know is that our theology informs our identity and our identity speaks to our activity. Right, And 100%. so we, what we're going to start with every single time is to know our calling, we actually have to spend time seeking the caller. Right. And uh, I am super excited to like draw that connection and that through line between calling and prayer. Yeah. So could you speak a little bit more to how we're going to lead our students to do that throughout this series? Yeah. So each week is going to focus around a big idea about what it is that our creator, our redeemer, our king has called us to do. And we're going to talk about that big idea through passages of scripture. And from there, we're going to help our students see the first step they can take. And oftentimes the first step should be prayer. And we've put together another five-week Bible plan that's meant to support our students on this journey. This one's titled Becoming Like Jesus prayer. Because again, Mm -hmm. what we want to do is not just tell our students that they should pray, (laughs) but actually show our students how to pray. (laughs) And and I think as each of these weeks of content comes together, what we're going to see is how the message is setting up conversations for small group, which will hopefully carry over throughout the weeks for our students in their time with God during the morning, afternoon, evening, whenever they do their time with God. And what I'm really hoping we can do as leaders is continue to encourage our students to take those steps, whatever that thing is. Now, I lead a group of sixth grade boys and not all of them have phones. Mm -hmm. So doing a Bible plan together with my whole group is, is pretty challenging, but it's been really cool as I've been modeling intentional time in God's word. As we as a group have been closing Mm -hmm. out our small group every single Wednesday, with prayer and oftentimes asking people what we can be praying for each other for, I think some of these different dots are going to start to connect for our students in ways that maybe they haven't yet already. And we as leaders can play a part in helping bring that together. And then once those dots come together, help our students process through where to go from there. And so this first part of the series, we're going to be exploring the three different translations of the Hebrew word avad which is a word that gets translated into work, worship, and serve. And what we're going to do is help our students understand that their calling, the purpose they've been created for, is so much 
bigger than the specific ways that they live out that calling. It starts with what mm. you said earlier, getting to know our caller. And that's why we want yeah. every single week to be reminding our students of who God is, then reminding them of who they are before we step right. into what it is they've been called to do. And so week one is all about how your creator has called you to work. And we're going to yeah. trace that th theme of work all throughout the biblical story because the truth is, in the very beginning, human beings were created to work and keep the Garden of Eden as like partners with God. Unfortunately, you turn the page and turn, things take a turn for the worse and the fall happens. Right. And all of a sudden, our work becomes toil. This thing that was meant to be a good gift from God becomes difficult because of the disease of, fin, of sin that infects all of creation. Then we're yep. going to continue to move forward to see how when Jesus shows up, he does something really incredible. He restores our original purpose. He gives us our old yep. jobs back and we can once again partner with our creator. That's week one. Week two, we're going to talk about how our redeemer has called us to worship. And we're going to start by looking at a passage of Exodus that we talked about way back in the very first series of this semester, but we're going to follow it a little bit further to the point where after God tells Moses that he wants to rescue his people from Israel, he says, so that they will worship me on this mountain. Because as human beings, part of what we were created to do is worship our God. And yep. while most of us oftentimes think of worship as the 18 minutes at the beginning of a church service where we all sing songs together, and that's definitely a part of worship. Right. Uh, worship is so much more than that. Worship yep. isn't just the songs we sing, it's the life we live. And what we want to do is help right. our students see how every single part of their lives, every minute of their days can be worshiped to God if they do, whatever they do, with all of their heart as if they're working for the Lord and not for human masters. Then in week three, we're going to talk about what it means for our king who has called us to serve. Because the thing we know about Jesus, who is our crucified king, he's our resurrected ruler, is that he did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And so this first half of the What Difference Do I Make series is going to focus on these three different um, ways of understanding God that we've been talking about throughout the semester, but then connecting that to our purpose as followers of Jesus. And then what that will do is set you as a small group leader up to have great conversations for your students to begin to unravel. What does that look like for me as a sixth grader in my family and my right. school? <laughs> what does that look like for me as an 11th grade girl living in Albany, New York? What does that look like for me as a switch leader, as somebody who's on staff at a church, yep. how can I live out my calling to work with and alongside God, to worship my redeemer, to serve others the same way that God through Christ has served me? And I think as we are stepping yep. into those conversations, we're going to see some really, really cool stuff happen in the lives of our students as these, like I said, dots connect and we see them take more and more steps to become more of who Jesus has called them to be. That's good. And something else I'm super excited about is the fact that we aren't just going to talk about making a difference. Come on. We are actually putting boots on the ground. And throughout this whole month, we are going to be partnering with A21, which is an anti-human trafficking organization, to fight human trafficking as a, as a ministry we are going to step into the space 
and show our students and invite them to make a difference. Um, can you say a little bit more about what that campaign is going to look like and how we as switch leaders can model what it looks like to step into that space? Yeah, for sure. So week one of the series, it's taking place the Wednesday night before Easter weekend, um, will also be when we introduce this campaign that's going to extend throughout the entire month titled Switch Fights Human Trafficking. Because we know that as the hands and feet of Jesus, we have been called by God to do what we can to bring heaven to earth, to bring yeah. the goodness and grace, the justice and righteousness of our creator to every corner of his creation. Now, we know that we will not be able to do everything <laughs> in our lifetimes. We know that eventually Jesus is going to come back to finish what he started and make all things new. But until yeah. that day shows up, he's asked us to do what we can with what we have right where we are. And thankfully, as a church, we have really incredible mission partners that are doing phenomenal things throughout the world. One of those, like Caitlin mentioned, A21 is focused on helping rescue, resource, and reach those who have been affected by human trafficking and injustice that should not exist. And we know right. that our students are the most cause-driven generation in American history. And there is no mm -hmm. greater cause to be a part of than the gospel of Jesus Christ that absolutely involves bringing people into a relationship with him so they can be forgiven of their sins. And it also includes dealing with the injustices and wrongs of our world, doing what we can to help bring freedom to people that are held captive. And so starting on that first week of this series, we're going to be talking about how our students can pray, serve, and give to fight against human trafficking. All of that is going to build up to our Switch Fights Human Trafficking Night on May the 4th. We will actually be giving an offering to different organizations yeah. that are on the ground, on the front lines, fighting against the evils of human trafficking. And like I said, every week, we're going to continue to be talking about this as a way that our students can yep. live out their calling to work, worship, and serve alongside their Heavenly Father. And this will be yeah. a cool way for you as a switch leader to have a super clear place to point your students to if they're not sure That's what good. difference they can make. But what I want to encourage you to do is in this process, help them see the big things like fighting human trafficking and also right. the little things like cleaning your room That's without good. complaining. Like being Come kind on. to your siblings, <laughs> like not pushing back on the teacher when they get on to you for talking in class, like, like all of that, the big things and the little things are faithful to Jesus and the calling he's given us. Yep. All of that matters for us as individuals and it matters in the kingdom of God. And so while we'll have yep. some really cool opportunities to point to the big things, one of the unique opportunities you have as a switch leader is knowing your students, knowing what they're walking through, knowing how they've been gifted. You can help them identify some of the smaller things that might be unique to them. That's awesome. And I love how the whole month leading up to it, we are not starting with the big offering night. We're starting with, hey, we're invited to not just give towards this big problem. We're invited to pray Come on. into this big problem. Um, something that has been blowing my mind as a perspective on prayer that I ha hadn't thought of before until I heard it in a sermon recently is that the invitation that Jesus gives us to pray heaven to earth is so powerful 
And it's part of what it means to be a co-heir with Christ that we have the uh, opportunity and authority to literally distribute the resources of heaven on earth. And that's what prayer is, and that's what prayer can be. And so as we move through this series, we're going to be talking about different kinds of prayer. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about what those different kinds of prayer that we're going to detail are, because I think sometimes we can get stuck in the mindset of like, oh, praying is just that thing that we do before we end small group. <laughs> like it can become this like obligatory go through the motions but man, if we if we leaned into what Jesus is actually inviting us into to distribute the resources of heaven, to be part of bringing heaven to earth through the way that we pray, man, I think I think I would pray a little differently. <laughs> right, for sure. Well, and, and what I'll say here is I think really important is for you as a switch leader there has never been an expectation that you have all of this figured out. <laughs> Nobody right, assumes that you are a fully devoted follower of Christ. We all know that you, just like me, just like Caitlin, just like Josh, just like every single one of our youth pastors, all of our students, everybody, we are all in process, the process of becoming like Jesus for the sake of others. And so I just need you to know that as Caitlin and I are crafting this content Part of what we're doing is creating it for you because we want this to also be yeah. a helpful resource for you as you're growing in your own relationship with Jesus. And so maybe That's you're good. like me and you've got a small group that at this point in time isn't really doing Bible plans together. Great. Do it on your own. Invite some other leaders to do it with you. And That's so good. even if your students aren't doing it, at least you're modeling for them the behaviors you'd like to see. Because when we are leading from our own example and not just theories and speculation, it is so much more powerful. And, and I really do believe that you will experience a richness in your faith and in your own prayer life as you take advantage of the resources that have been made available. And like we mentioned earlier, one of those is this five-week Bible plan called Becoming Like Jesus Prayer, where we are going to allow mm -hmm. Jesus to teach us how to pray. He will be our guide yep. and his prayer found in the Sermon on the Mount that's known as the Lord's Prayer will be our map. And over the course of those five weeks, one day at a time, we're going to learn different types of prayer because each line of the Lord's Prayer invites us into a different way of connecting with our Heavenly Father through prayer. Now, first and foremost, we've got to get this out of the way. Prayer is not about getting God to give us what we want. <laughs> Prayer right. is about us connecting to our heavenly father and becoming more like Jesus. Now, asking yeah. does come, but that's not where it starts because the Lord's prayer starts with adoration. What is that? Yeah. It is deep love and respect for God. And so the first week is all about learning to pray prayers of adoration, reminding ourselves of who God is and how worthy of our prayers he is. Then we're gonna move to the next part. We're gonna talk about intercessory prayers, prayers of intercession, where we are praying on behalf of others to God, asking him to bless them, strengthen them, and bring a little bit of heaven into their lives and into our world. Then we'll move to the next part where we're praying prayers of petition. This is asking God to give us what we need. 
Then the next to last mm-hmm. portion, we're talking about confession, bringing what is in the dark into the light so that we can experience the forgiveness and mercy of our God. And then we will close out by learning about prayers of submission, choosing yeah. to accept God's authority of our lives so that we can truly live in obedience to him. It's been said by people yeah. way smarter than me that trying to follow Jesus without praying is like trying to live without breathing. (laughs) It just isn't possible. And so for you, in your own journey of becoming more like Jesus for the sake of others, this could be a really valuable resource for you. And if that's the case, there is no shame in that at all. I think that's actually a really, really cool way for you to own your own growth and to be able to take some steps that eventually you can point back to and show your students how you've learned how to pray, how you've learned how to connect to God. And then you will have even more wisdom to speak into their journey to help them follow in those footsteps. That's great. So my uh, last two questions, and I can speak to the opportunity space of being a high school leader during this series, but I would love for you to talk to our middle school leaders because that's what you get to do. Week in, week out, lead a group of sixth grade boys. God bless you. Um, <laughs> what is what is the opportunity space in during this series? If you could challenge, encourage uh, middle school leaders um, to press into something or give them an idea to try during this series, what would you say would be a great thing to try? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the most important thing to remember as a middle school small group leader. There's going to be so many things that your students aren't ready for. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so instead of trying to drag your students with you, just keep moving forward. Just faithfully follow Jesus. And as you do, turn back, look at your students and say, hey, hey do you want to come with me? Do you want to try this thing? Is this something you're ready for? And if they're not, that's totally okay. Like this is the thing that I have to constantly remind myself as somebody who spends all of their time and energy trying to figure out how do we best disciple our students, that some of my sixth graders are here for it. And some of my sixth graders are here to hang out with girls (laughs) and (laughs) all of them are welcome because all of them are loved by God. And so for me, I'm not trying to force these sixth graders into a certain schedule of when they're going to do certain things. I understand Mm. that God is being patient with every single one of them and showing them what they need to know when they need to know it. And so for you as a sixth grade small group leader, you will find yourself where there are nights of switch where your students are locked in. For you as a seventh grade small group leader, you will find yourself on nights where your students just want to talk about what happened at school the day before. For you as an eighth grade small group leader, you're going to find yourself at times where your students literally are just clowning around the entire service. And if you're simply present with them, it'll all be worth it. Because every week doesn't have to be this, you know, spiritually intense night of camp where everybody gives their life to Christ. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is be patient and present when they're being a bunch of punks. (laughs) Or at least that's what I tell myself to stay sane. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think for high schoolers, some of the opportunity space of this series 
is that they are already asking this question. Right. They are, it, whether they are doing it naturally on their own or whether they're being pushed to answer that question because they're getting close to graduation and they need to know what their next steps are, like lean into the fact that this is Come teed on. up. That's good. And be willing to ask those questions that they are already asking, he, process with them, listen to them, hear the thoughts that they are already thinking, and don't put the pressure on yourself to present a new revelation of what their purpose is under God. He's going to do that over time as you process with them and in the same way that James is talking about for middle schoolers, the gift of presence. Sometimes yep. they just want somebody who will listen to the stress that they're feeling about whether they should go into the military or go to college. Right. Just sit there and, and listen to them process the questions that they're asking. And the beautiful thing about what we get to do as switch leaders is create a safe space to wrestle with those questions in the context of biblical community. And we have resources that when they're ready, they can dig into what it looks like to find the answers that they're looking for in the truth of what God has said um, and what God wants to say to them in those spaces. So absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Um, James, any final thoughts about this series um, or encouragement for our switch leaders? Yep. Love God, love people. Don't suck. Don't sin. Mm. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not what you were expecting. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's fine. We'll just edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, everything that you guys do as Switch leaders. We literally could not do this without you. And we're thankful for the leaders and the pastors that you are to your students. We're praying for you and excited to finish out this series strong. Thank you also for being with us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader that will be tomorrow.